Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Top of the 8 o'clock hour, WIP Morning Show with Ross Tucker because it is a Ross Tucker Wednesday, inching closer to uh, Conference Championship Weekend. Eagles 49ers from the link at 3 o'clock right here on WIP. Uh, but Ross, uh, you know, earlier when you first joined us, I mentioned this, and we never circled back to it. So it's, of course, a prize wheel Wednesday as well. And so many Eagles fans uh, were they had their laptop set up, they had their phone, they had a tablet, simultaneously trying to get into the queue to purchase tickets for the championship game on Sunday. Roughly two thousand were able to get through and purchase tickets. The rest were, you know, uh, it, it, it was an impossible ticket to get at a reasonable price. So with that in mind, Ross, we made it our prize wheel topic. Um, what is something, an event, could be in sports, could be a concert, could be a moment in history, that if you could purchase tickets to watch, what would it be? Ross, do you have something? I do. I have two that come to mind. Let me just say this first of all about the ticket thing. You know, because didn't wasn't there a disaster for people trying to get Taylor Swift tickets? Oh yeah, they're still fighting over it. I think it's reached Congress. Yeah. So so what you know what I've heard about this, which is nuts, is that there are like customer service centers, um, perhaps internationally, that when something like this becomes available, they go crazy. Like they're all calling and online, all those things to get the tickets. For scalpers to scalp the tickets on the secondary market, mm-hmm. because you get the t- were the tickets like for face value. If you purchase them through the Eagles, yeah, they were face value. Right, so you get them for face value, and then you can sell them for. Because I I saw like weren't didn't John Clark tweet that it's like the most expensive championship game ticket or Correct. something like yeah. that? Yeah. So um, it's wild that this is like the way it is that anybody. There was no restrictions in terms of where your zip code was or where your um, yeah. phone number was. Not right? that we're aware of, no. Well, I know there wasn't for Taylor Swift, right? Because people can get the tickets from wherever. So there are places where they have like hundreds of people in a customer service center. And they say to them like, hey, uh, for the next hour, at starting at 2 o'clock, we're not, we're not taking calls. We're all just getting Eagles Niners tickets. And they just call and call, and they're on every device, and um, it's just wild because they make so much money off of that. Yeah, I mean, it's like a five hundred percent return. You buy them for two hundred, you sell them for whatever. It's it's bananas. So anyway, they gotta they gotta fix that somehow. I I agree. And and by I, the way, by the way, you know you don't even have to pay taxes on that. What? 
Oh, you mean when you purchase them on the secondary market? If if you or when you when you oh, and you're making the profit off them, right? Like the scalpers, they don't pay taxes. Like what what they should do is you should have to have like a social security number so that they know you're in the United States. First of all, and then second of all, you should have to. You should have to pay taxes Ross on it. Ross is going to fix Ticketmaster. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, it. if you have to pay taxes on it, right, people, it wouldn't be as incentivized for the scalpers. All right, so Ross, what's that event that you would go to? I have two that came to mind immediately. And one is really interesting because it's outside of my favorite sport wheelhouse. But 1980... U.S. beating Russia in the Olympics hockey. Yeah, Lake Placid, yeah. I just, knowing what those years were like, I mean, that's before Rocky IV, which ended the Cold War, uh, when Rocky was able to beat Drago (laughs) and ended the Cold War. Um, But, um, like, I can't even imagine what that was like. Just knowing what things were like between the United States and Russia back then, like, to be in that, to be in Lake Placid, when that happened, can you even imagine? No, it must have been like unbelievable. Plus, it was 1980. Like yeah. anything, anything goes. Like that. Oh, would have it must been, have been one hell of a party. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> yes, just yes. incredible. So that's yeah. one. And then the other one is probably my favorite um, sporting event memory of my life as a fan, and that was uh, the 1987 Fiesta Bowl when Penn State beat Miami for uh, the national championship. Mm-hmm. Was so that Jerome Brown? It was Jerome yeah. Brown and Vinny Testaverde. Yep, Vinny Penn State didn't even have that many great players, <laughs> and they beat them, and it was yeah. just – so I grew up diehard Eagles, diehard Penn State, hmm. but the Eagles never had a moment like that when I was a fan, right? Like I was too young for 1980, and then by the time the Eagles were really good in the 2000s, I was like playing against them, you know? Yeah, so you so I, I never had that me. moment <laughs> like – I never had them. In fact, I think I saw the Eagles when I was a fan. I think they won like one playoff game. All right, so you're not. Don't go on. Don't go on Sunday, Ross. (laughs) If I had a chance to purchase a ticket, give me. Let me be witness to Ross Tucker hitting that three pointer at Wyoming High School not all that long ago. That's a that's a must attend event. Uh, well, if I could go back to the Holy Name game, we actually would win the game. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't happen. I mean, 33.16 rebounds. We still lose in triple overtime. It's okay. Woo! I'm over that, it. That's a hell of a I game. I, actually I don't want... think about it every day. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> I want to bring up an overtime game to you that the 49ers played in January 1st. It was their game against the Raiders. You know, that wild, crazy game. Yeah. San Francisco won 37-34. I believe it was Purdy's fourth game that he played. But I'm looking at it from, you know, everybody, all we hear is, oh, my God, this Niners defense, it's just impossible. Well, the Raiders with Stidham put up, you know, 34 points, uh, combined rushing, 135 yards rushing. Devontae Adams, 153 yards catching, two touchdowns. Mac Hollins had three catches for 40 yards. So I'm just wondering, like, if there's anything you could take from that as the Eagles to go, they're not like this unbelievable, impossible to score on defense. They're not. Yeah. They're not. I mean, they have a good defense. They're not the eighty-five Bears. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're not the what is it, ninety-one Eagles. Yeah. Like they're 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 not that great. They they have the best defense in the NFL this year. They're right there with the Eagles. You look at every stat. It's Eagles or Niners. But like, I think even we would say, as good as the Eagles' defense is, 
I don't know that anybody would argue like the Eagles have some like all-time great defense, right? Yeah. I mean, they have a really good defense. It's why I fight with people about Gannon all the time. (laughs) Right. They're not like some like – I I don't feel like 20 years from now, people are going to be saying, Oh, my God. Man, that 2022 (laughs) Eagles defense. It's not like the 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens or – they have a good defense. And so do the Niners. But they're not like – Light. I mean, Stidham threw for 365. I know. <laughs> Part of that is what I was saying earlier, which is um, I just don't think their secondary is that great. I don't think their corners are that great. I think they can be had. They're very good against the run. They have the best linebackers in the NFL. So what happens is um, their linebackers take away the easy underneath throws. Their pass rush gets there with Bosa. But if you can throw it against their corners or against their secondary down the field, you can have some success. Ross, as much as maybe the Eagles coaching staff is looking at that that Raiders game a little bit, if you're the 49ers, do you look at that commander's game that the Eagles lost and use some of that as a blueprint? Yes, a thousand percent. That and to a lesser extent, the Saints game. Yes. I think if you're Kyle Shanahan, you want to possess the ball you want to run it, get in a bunch of third and shorts, convert them. I think that is the game plan because I think you hmm. want to also try to keep the Eagles' offense on the sideline as much as possible. Yeah. Tom in South Jersey's on WIP. Hey, Tom. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good morning. Totally psyched. Totally psyched. Hey, I do want to throw in, I predicted uh, the Eagles' record a long time ago, like third or fourth game of the season, I predicted they'd be 14-3 and three on this show. And I was mocked, by the way. Well, I mean, Tom, you might be the only person in the entire northeast region of the country who had them at fourteen and three. What made yes, you so con- was, well? What made yes, you so confident? What did you see at the time that made you go to fourteen? I think it was AJ. I mean, just the, the passing, right? Just AJ and and uh, yeah, they were just amazing. I think mm-hmm. so. I, that's what I think they're gonna. And I'll make a prediction for this game. Well, you, you, and I want this. I want this one to be on tape too. I think the Eagles win 24-14, and it's not going to be that close even. So, so Nectar the can't wait whoa, to talk wait, to you next week. Wait a minute. So, Tom, the 14 points, San Francisco scores the measly 14. You're kind of implying that they're kind of mercy points. Uh, I think they score a touchdown late. I think most of the game is like 24-7. Ross, and can, you, can, can so. you envision a double-digit victory by the Eagles in this game? Yes, I can, yeah. Oh. If the Eagles jump out to a lead – I think the Niners are in trouble. I mean, because then the place will just be going bonkers. Then if they have to get away from running the ball and play action and they have to go to a straight drop back game. So there's no scenario in my mind where the 49ers blow out the Eagles. There is a scenario where the game gets away from the 49ers because they, they fall behind and they are really, really not built to come from behind in any aspect. Is that they're, they're Shanahan? Is that, is that the way he caught? Because he, he does strike me as timid sometimes. I don't think it's timid. I think it's um, they put so much into the run game, the play action, the bootlegs, that they actually put a premium, I would say, Rhea, on run blocking offensive linemen mm-hmm. as opposed to pass blocking. And so you get in third and long – they're just they're not, not built for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, McGlinchey's a Philly kid. I love him, 
but he's not a great one-on-one pass pro. Trent Williams at left tackle is a different story. He's a different animal. But the inside guys are not great. They're just kind of guys, and they just can't hold up. That mean, they rotate right guards. They're just not – and, and Purdy, that's not what he does best. Purdy's best when he's play action, bootleg. He's not a guy – this is not like a Mahomes or a Josh Allen or a guy that can just sit there in the pocket and slice and dice you. Uh, Tom, give us a uh, an event in history you'd like to purchase tickets to see. Yeah, you're probably going to laugh, but uh, I wouldn't pick something recent. I, I was always fascinated when the uh, Romans flooded the Colosseum and they had the sea battles. I would mm. go back and see one of them. See uh, a Colosseum battle. That'd be Did really not cool. I have that on my bingo list. I, today. I knew that was coming. At <laughs> that actually would be <laughs> awesome. Like like Keith Jones autograph card. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, what you said resonated with me just a moment ago when you're speaking of you can't see, you can see an Eagles double digit victory if they get out big early. I, I, maybe this is, you, you'll laugh at this. The Eagles not winning the coin toss against the Giants was where they won the game because the Giants then deferred, giving the Eagles the ball first, and they set the tone for the entire game. Is the coin toss going to be that important for this Sunday's game? Well, first of all, um, as usual, John, that's a leading question with a false premise <laughs> by you. You are unbelievable. John, uh, you're, are you married? Yes. Your wife must hate you. What because, because, the because, hell is this? <laughs> any argument you get with her, you, you, you ask leading questions with a false premise. So you're, you're asking me to answer a question based on you sliding in there that the Eagles beat the Giants because they got the ball first. Guess what? The Eagles would have beaten, would have bashed the Giants' brains in no matter who got the ball first. Do I think it helped that they got the ball first and went down for a touchdown? Yes, I do. But you made it sound like like we're watching a movie where you have to get this magical key at the end, and the key is the Eagles getting the ball first. And Absolutely. What, what, in, I think John's completely right. Now, hold so, on there. No, so no. Hold on a second. Rhea, if the Giants got the ball first. <laughs> no, they were the going to crush them anyway. No, they were going to crush But in terms of, all right, well. But, I, I, but, but that was how two bad teams beat the Eagles this year. Yes. By, right. by just, you know, taking it and kind of suck. The, the, my biggest fear last week, and now I said all week long, I wasn't the one who was afraid of the Giants. My fear was that the Giants would go on one of those long drives and take the energy out. That's yes. that's the biggest thing outside of the obvious talent the Eagles have is that crowd. Right. And Ross, you just you mentioned earlier how the whole soft zone and then feel it out from there, that would lead to the Eagles deferring, Niners get the ball first and a lot of you know quick slants and a long sustained drive. Well, the Eagles are going to defer. I mean, when's the last time they didn't defer? That would absolutely shock me. We did that ask, would, actually, Nick Sirianni about it uh, when he was on with us on Monday. And he kind of just was like, well, you know, we don't always do it. But, you know, I was like, yeah, he's deferring. <laughs> well, it just, I mean, he, they, they look at everything as a competitive advantage. Yeah. And so they don't want to give sure. away that they would do that. But they, uh, that would really surprise me. I mean, that, there's a reason why they defer all the time. There's a reason why almost every team defers as much as they do um the the bottom line is if the Niners get the ball in the first drive the Eagles can't let them march right yeah. I mean either <laughs> way pretty, pretty I, simple I, I do think what you said Rhea about taking the crowd out of the game I think and the energy I think it's a very real thing yeah. 
And I just experienced that again Sunday. Oh, with the Bills. The bang the, oh. the Bills fans were so rocking, so ready to go. The Bengals first two drives, ding ding dong, bing bing bing, touchdowns. And those people, it totally took the life out of those people in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Well, Ross, I'll accept your apology at any point. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. More with Ross Tucker coming up. It's eight eighteen. For more than thirty years, Novacare Rehabilitation has been the Delaware Valley's trusted hometown physical therapy provider. NovaCare is proud to be part of the healing journey of so many patients and athletes. So this year, whether you've set 2023 goals for yourself or are just making your health and well-being a priority, NovaCare is here for you every step of the way on your road to recovery. NovaCare is your trusted PT partner for recovering from aches and pains, gaining strength, and preventing injury. And with more than 150 convenient locations in the greater Philadelphia and South Jersey area, there's no better time to make NovaCare's movement experts part of your healthcare team. On behalf of everyone at NovaCare, thank you for choosing them to get back to work, sports, and life. To learn more about the benefits of physical therapy and get on the road to recovery and wellness, schedule an appointment today at NovaCare.com. The Philadelphia Eagles trust NovaCare, so can you. Novacare, experience the power of physical therapy. Brought- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Bye, Keith Jones. Welcome back, everybody. WIP Morning Show on this Ross Tucker Wednesday. Ross, at a certain point during this segment, we're going to have to get into a big event that's going to take place tonight at the Wells Fargo Center and get your opinion on one of the participants in said game. But first, we have an all-important second Twitter poll question. Ava, I don't even want to recap the first one. I okay. know that it's like 99% Jalen Hurts, and I knew that beforehand. Yeah, yeah. But it was all about having fun. Anyway. All right, brought to you by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. It's Chevy Equinox Month. January means huge savings on every Armin Chevrolet Equinox. Find your roads at ArminChevy.com. Who has the tougher task Sunday? Steichen Sirianni or Jonathan Gannon? Ooh. That's a good one. Ross Tucker. Who has the tougher task against the 49ers? It is a good one. I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say Gannon. Please go on. Well, I think Steichen and Sirianni, the Eagles are going to do what they do. I mean, they're, they're going to come out and they're going to run a lot of RPOs and they're going to see how the Niners play it. And 
you know, the, these run-pass options, right, they're designed in a way that it's really hard for the defense to be right. You know, I mean, you're, you're putting certain defenders, a lot of times it's like an outside linebacker or a D-end, you're putting them in a bind where they have to make a decision and their decision basically gives you the answer to the test, right? Like if they are holding back, waiting for Jalen to potentially pull the ball and run around the corner, then you hand the ball to Miles Sanders because they're going to be late to get that backside gap. On some of the RPO throws, if the backside linebacker is hanging, you give it to Sanders. If he's flowing fast to your guy's point earlier and he's coming downhill to stop the run, then you throw the backside slant. The Eagles are going to kind of run their offense and do what they do, and I I think they're going to be decently successful at it. In other words, I don't think there's like a a big dilemma mm. from Steichen and Sirianni in terms of how they're going to run their they're going to run their offense. The the question, the onus is on Gannon to decide how he's going to defend the Niners offense and how aggressive he's going to be to stop the run versus being more concerned about the explosive plays off play action. In other words, I think there's more pressure on Gannon because he actually has decisions to make, whereas I don't want to minimize what Steichen and Sirianni do because they've obviously been awesome this year, but the Eagles aren't going to come out and like start running some different offense. I mean, they're going to run their offense – and I do expect that they'll target the receivers because I think they'll think that's a good matchup. I, I don't think there's as much um, confusion or I don't think it's as big of a discussion for what they're going to do as it is for what Gannon's going to do. Ross, do the 49ers and all the tape that you've watched, do they have a weakness that Gannon can expose? Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's the, well, I think it's getting them in obvious passing situations. Yeah, I think it's, getting them in third and five or six or more. Kyle Shanahan is very – let me tell you guys a quick Kyle Shanahan story, okay? I think this will illustrate things. So he's been a lot of places. He was in Houston with Gary Kubiak. He was in Atlanta. He was in Cleveland. He's been head coach of San Francisco. And I've been broadcasting since he was like in Houston. I've talked to players both when I was playing and afterwards – like Sage Rosenfels played quarterback for the Texans when Kyle Shanahan was there. Said it's by far his best offense, favorite offense he played in because it's really quarterback friendly. Okay. I've talked to tight ends like Owen Daniels. Man, the offense is designed for tight ends like me. Okay. Eric Winston, offensive tackle. I'm telling you, man, I played for a couple teams. That Shanahan offense, it's perfect for a tackle. It's, it's the best for the offensive line. Running backs, we, we know going back to his dad, all the running backs that had big years. Wide receivers like Andre Johnson man, the, and Julio Jones. He just, the way he set it up, it was just perfect for me to get open on the Guys, that's every position. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've had a guy at every position personally tell me that played for multiple teams, multiple offenses. I've had guys personally say that the Shanahan offense was the best offense they ever played in for their position. But every guy, John, at every position has said that. <laughs> did, did you talk to anybody who had Kyle Shanahan's initials tattooed on his body? <laughs> no, but that, man, you know what? I, I changed my mind, John. If I could get tickets to one thing, 
I would want to be there when Shanahan and Chris Sims got each other's tattoos <laughs> on their ankles or whatever, just to have seen the state of mind they were in exactly, and, 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 and hear that conversation and what the logic would be. I mean, the thing, the problem with that is, can you even imagine, like, for the rest of my life, yep. anytime I got in an argument with my wife, she'd be like, oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to listen to somebody that got a guy's initials tattooed on their ankle. Exactly, <laughs> as she should. As she should. And to your, uh, you, uh, my thought has gotten into, which nobody is surprised at, because I, I think the Eagles offensively may come out with some wrinkles that we have not seen all year. I just have a feeling that they have been waiting, Steichen and Gannon, and it's Steichen and, and um, Sirianni to we haven't seen tons of trick plays from them, have we, Ross? No, they're, they're, they're pretty. I just have they, a. Feeling. They don't need to, to be honest. They with they you. don't, but I have a feeling you might see it in this game. I liked the uh, fake quarterback sneak formation yes, yes, pitch yeah. last week. Yeah. That's a really good read. I, I want to say something now that people need to realize. Really enjoy this game and hopefully the Super Bowl. I think there's a decent chance that I can get to head job somewhere yeah. else, and then we're really going to find out a lot about Sirianni. Yeah, does he next take year. it back or does we, he get it? Yeah, you know, we, yeah. We, we have plenty of time in the off season to talk about things like that. But um, look, I, I I think the light, latest I saw. Steichen's the favorite right now to get the Panthers job. Yeah, that's and, what I saw. And Gannon's the favorite to get the Texans. Correct. Job. So um, there's a million reasons why this is just a gigantic, I, I would say hmm. once in a lifetime is not the right word, but once in a great long while opportunity for the Eagles. Let me lay it out for you guys. You've got two young stud coordinators before people realize they are and, and they get head jobs. You've got a franchise quarterback on a ridiculously low rookie contract. You've got a, a long list of free agents, who several of whom are going to get more money and go elsewhere in the offseason. You're playing at home. You've got the most talented team in the league. And you're playing against a rookie seventh-round quarterback. And your quarterback is clearly a decent amount better. This is – I'm not, like, trying to put pressure on the Eagles, guys. Oh, God, no. I, you just I, laid it all out I'm there kinda, where they should crush the – Kind of negative well, no, right no, there. Huh? No, negative. Everything I said is positive. <laughs> what I'm saying is if the Eagles lose this game – They better do it or they're going to be four and – what's the math now? 13 well, next year? Well, I, I fear – no, I fear – I fear if they lose this game, we'll be potentially talking for the next five years – about what a gigantic missed opportunity yeah. that was. Like, I, I think we can recognize in the moment right now that this is the moment. I think they'll still be good next year and the year after that. I don't know that they'll ever have this series of events all taking place at the same time like they have this Sunday, this opportunity. I totally agree. Joe in the Northeast is on WIP. Hey, Joe. Joe. Joe going once. Twice, you're out. Rick and Easton's on WIP. Hey, Rick. Yeah, I agree with Ross on a lot of accounts. I would have loved to have seen the biggest upset in sports history, USA over USSR. You know, it's interesting, Ross. I, uh, too, never used to think this way. I could see this game also being what happened to Minnesota in 2018, as well as this year. 
Because to me, trying to bottle up Cousins and Jeffrey would be a little bit more difficult than bottling up Purdy and Kittles. But every time the um, talk shows are on the last couple of weeks, everyone's talking about Purdy and this 12-game winning streak. Let's not forget, those 12 games were against the Rams, the Cardinals, the Saints, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Washington, Vegas, Arizona. And I'm trying to look at the whole body of work here. I mean, eight of those twelve teams. Well, ha- hang on, oh, hang on, hang on, Rick. Let's get to Ross now. Ross, I mean, it's still twelve games, right? It's still twelve games, but I do think the Cowboys last week were clearly the best team they played. Yes. I mean, you look at Purdy, the Dolphins. That was a pretty nice win because the Dolphins at that time were considered pretty darn good. Um, that was Purdy's first start, and then um, actually, yeah, that no was that. Was that the game he came in when Jimmy got hurt? I think that was the game he came in, yeah. Okay. And then uh, Tampa stinks. Seattle's okay. (laughs) Uh, Washington. Washington's a decent team. I mean, Washington beat the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Um, Raiders, we know, was a close game. Arizona stinks. Um, The Seahawks. And Seahawks were actually winning at halftime of that game. And And then the Cowboys. Seven of those 12 games were also at home. And they're now coming into a hostile environment. I was just looking at the Eagles' body of work with their, with their 15 wins over six or seven or almost eight teams that were 500 or above and playoff teams. So, I mean, don't forget, San Fran also lost to Atlanta and Denver early in the year, too. Yeah, well, the, Irrelevant. Rick, we got we to move on, but do you have a, uh, an event you would purchase tickets to? Yeah, since I can't go to the 1980 game because Ross is going – I would love to have gone to any of the Ali Frazier fights, which were like. Oh, uh, we had Ali Frazier one, so I'll say Ali Frazier two for you, Rick. Hang in there, number five, which is a Keith Jones autograph card. Ross, on the other side, we got to get your prediction for both conference championship games, and I need your feelings about an old friend returning tonight, <laughs> as the Sixers will battle oh, the Brooklyn gosh. Nets in the return of Ben Simmons. WIP Sports Time is 8.36. Winter Blues got you down. Colonial Marble and Granite has just the thing to pick you up. The lowest price sale of the season. Get a fully installed countertop for just $14.99, up to 40 square feet, 25% off select stone countertops in granite, marble, and quartz. $69.99 all-in kitchen. That includes cabinetry and countertops. Also, save on premium sink and faucet packages available on American Standard and Grow Products. Need financing? They're offering zero money down and 0% financing for up to 18 months on purchases of $19.99 or more. They completely transferred my kitchen, and I absolutely love it. Colonial does amazing work, whole process, and absolute blast. I went to the King of Prussia location, worked with an incredible professional that helped me select the perfect materials. So stop by an area showroom and a professional will guide you through your project from selection to installation or give them a call and set up a free in-home consultation. For details on all these lowest prices of the season savings, visit colonialmarble.net today. 843 WIP Morning Show on this Ross Tucker Wednesday final segment with Ross we're going to get your predictions, so everybody uh, pay close attention. We're going to get Ross's predictions on both conference championship games. But first, Ross, tonight at the Wells Fargo Center, as a wonderful appetizer leading into the weekend, on national television, the 76ers will kick off a four-game homestand 
against the Brooklyn Nets. Latest injury report. Ben Simmons is going to play. Joel Embiid is currently listed as questionable. It would be a crime if he does not play. We'll find The earliest we can find out uh, is 1.30, which is when the next injury report comes out. First of all, Ross, I don't think I've ever spoken to you about this, but, uh, you know, Ben Simmons is back. Are you excited? Yeah, um, not my favorite guy, <laughs> to say the least. Um, he embodies everything I don't like about certain professional athletes. It's just unbelievable to me that he had a golden opportunity that he let slip and the thing is he's going to regret it like he doesn't realize it now because he's young and he's rich or whatever but at he's some not that point, rich he's still trying to get the eight hundred thousand dollar engagement ring back from his former fiance yeah i was going to get into that but yeah he he cut ross i covered him his entire tenure as a 76er and he is not he does not live in the same reality that we do and i wonder tell me why that is john he has always had, when his uh, father uh, saw that he had a, a great athletic gift, you know, he nurtured it, but he would always cast out any criticism. Uh, and he has this, this circle of people, they're not bad people, it's mostly family members, who, who shield him from all the criticism, saying, ah, don't worry about them, they don't know what they're talking about, look what you've done. You're your first round, first overall pick in the draft. You got a second NBA contract for $180 million. Look at all these sponsorships you have. Nobody knows what they're talking about. You know what's right. And that's what his mindset has been all along. And when he finally faced true criticism for the first time, rather than take it in and adjust accordingly, he's he's rebelled. Yeah, that's pretty much what it seems like. I mean, I'll never forget. I think I was at the beach when he passed up the dunk in what te- what game was that? Atlanta. 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 Was that game seven? Game seven. Yeah. I, I I've never seen that in my life. I was with my father-in-law, and we were like, did you just see that? Did he just pass up an easy dunk? I mean, it was it was bad. You know, he it's like, uh, you know how the Cowboys kicker kind of got the yips oh or whatever God, yeah. and was missing yeah. the extra points? I feel like Simmons just kind of lost his, lost his confidence, and he wasn't going to get it back here. I don't pay attention that much. During the regular season, especially not to Ben Simmons, how's he playing? Not very good. No, it's, it's, he's he's bad. I mean, he ha- he'll have a game here and there, but he is the same player that everybody remembers. But he's not scoring as many points. He's so. never gotten better, and in fact, I think an argument can be made that he's gotten worse. Yeah, he has gotten worse. I'm convinced he was better. And you know what I liked about him that he played hard, and that he got he played good defense, and that he would rebound. Like I respected that stuff about him. And, okay, he's not a great shooter. Like, I could live with that. I couldn't live with the attitude that he had. Well, maybe what I'm about to tell you, Ross, you might side with Ben Simmons. So he's in the headlines right now. So he was engaged not all that long ago to a uh, British talk show host named Maya Jama. And uh, they had this, this, uh, this wonderful relationship, and then something went bad, and they broke up. But they did get engaged during that relationship. And he gave her a ring valued at $800,000. When they broke up, she said, you're not getting that ring back. He is now fighting to get the ring back. Should she give it back? Well, um, first of all, absolutely not. At a minimum, she should keep it and then 
if they have to settle in in court, she still gets some money from it. <laughs> um, but I am curious. I'm sure, we got a bunch of lawyers listening. I I don't. I really don't know. I, I would imagine once he gives it to her as a gift, it's hers, right? No, I, I think there are certain rules, like they tell people <laughs> not to get engaged on Christmas because oh, then it is it's considered a gift. A gift. Uh, yeah, maybe like Valentine's Day. I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of lawyers out there. I completely disagree with you, Ross. You, if you break up, you give the engagement ring back. Aww. I mean, I, Ro- just, I believe that. No, Ross, you're a happily married man, have children, but during Ross's, you know, prime, where everybody, oh my God, it's Ross. Oh, you're no, and, and you're going the circuit. Did you ever try to take back a gift when it didn't work? When the relationship didn't work out? No, mm. I never tried to do that. What about the jacket? I also didn't. Oh, the letter jacket. Yeah. Nice. I also well that that's just kind of understood. That's just kind of known. They don't get to keep the letter jacket. Um, that that came with a price. Uh, so, but no, Rhea, I agree with you. Except it's Ben Simmons, and I don't want him to get oh, the ring. Oh gosh! Back. All right. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, Anybody yeah, yeah. else return it? Yeah, yeah. No, Got I agree with, with you. you. You return it, but I don't know. It's a lot of money. It's Ben Simmons. Like, stick it to him. I don't know. All right, Ross. We got to get down to it. We have two conference championship games, both on Sunday. Of course, we're going to start with the AFC. You have a hobbled Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs once again hosting Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. How are you feeling about this game? I, I like the Bengals. Um, I, I saw them up close and personal. And again, maybe I'm overstating the, the last uh, performance too much, but combination of two things one is um, I'm thoroughly impressed by Joe Burrow and the Bengals they are extremely well coached they have no fear they've won five playoff games the last two years three of them on the road I mean they took it to the Bills in Buffalo in the snow nobody was expecting that so I and I also love their D coordinator Lou Anarumo and I don't really think I think he'll have an excellent plan for Mahomes. I think it's really tough if you're a guy like Mahomes to be something you're not. I don't think he's going to be able to move around that much. That's a big part of what makes him special. They call him the second reaction plays, move around, make a big play. I think he's going to have to try to be a pocket passer like Burrow. And I think he'll do it okay, but that's not who Mahomes is. I think Anarumo will uh, get really tight coverage to try to force Mahomes to not be able to throw the ball quickly because then the longer Mahomes holds it, the bigger chance there is that pressure comes. And they're going to hit him. has to move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that they're going to get after yeah. him. So I like the Bengals to, uh, to win that game. Let me ask you this. Do you guys think, John, Rhea, do you think people around here care? Do you think people want it to be Andy and the Chiefs or they don't want it to be Here's Andy and the Chiefs? Here's the way I look at it. I, I, somebody asked me this yesterday and I said, I do not want to play Joe Burrow because I just – you mentioned earlier, killer. That guy, I've never seen anybody who looks so confident who also looks 12 years old. So, you I mean, it's, 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 it's insane with that guy. I, I worry about that guy. An injured Mahomes, a gimpy Mahomes, I'd take my chances with. So, two, two quick things on that. Number one, my, uh, my older daughter, Tess, she's mad at me because she, she didn't want me to tell Joe Burrow that – He's good looking. Uh-huh. She wanted me to tell him that he's her favorite player. But uh. we know why he's her favorite player. Yes, we he do. He looks like Macaulay Culkin he in does. Home Alone. He really does. Um, but here, you know what? I just got a major concern, Rhea, after you said that. 
You know how, like, last year certain quarterbacks just picked the Eagles' defense apart? Yeah. And they they just dink and dunk all yeah. the way down? Boy, can't you see Burrow doing that oh, easily. to the Eagles? He's good. And, he, and he, has no, he has no fear. Like, I just see no fear in that guy. Uh, uh, Ross, many Eagles fans would prefer the Chiefs because they would like to beat Andy Reid. Uh, where Joe, Joe, there's, Cincinnati is hard to dislike. They're, they are a lot of fun, and Joe Burrow, is he's a very likable guy. Uh, Ross, before we do Eagles, though, we do have some uh, NFL news that I'll be curious to get your opinion on. All right, here we go. It's just out the AP finalist for the 2022 Coach of the Year has uh, Nick Sirianni, Kyle Shanahan, Brian Dable, Doug Peterson, and Sean McDermott on it. Those are the finalists. Ross, I I know you'll spend a lot of time discussing this, but did you have a a hands-down favorite for Coach of the Year? Yeah, I think it's Dable. Wow. I mean, did you watch the game Saturday night? The Eagles have way better players than the Giants do. For the Giants to make the playoffs and then win a road playoff game, I know that they vote before that, but guys, the Giants over the last five years have the worst record in football. Yeah, It's just hard to believe. For him to come in and just totally turn that around, I think it's Dable. Hmm. All right, Ross, we, we come to the biggest prediction of all. Sunday, 3 o'clock, Lincoln Financial Field, it will be the Eagles hosting the 49ers. Before we get some uh, predictions from you, uh, it was revealed much earlier in the show from a random caller, some incriminating piece of audio that here at WIP where we were able to unearth Ross Tucker on San Francisco radio talking about this matchup. They're not as like battle-tested as this Niners group is. We'll see if that's a factor in the game. I said on the Even Money podcast... I uh, I actually like taking the Niners up to eight and a half as part of a teaser leg with the Chiefs. Now, Ross, uh, you know how it works on this show. Guilty until proven innocent. Would you like to defend yourself? Yeah, I mean, I don't really need to. I think the Eagles are going to win the game, but I don't think it'll be by more than eight and a half. Is that a leading <laughs> question again? Uh, that's that's John's special. Yeah, you didn't, John you didn't go. question, Johnson. You didn't go the, the route I thought you'd go. So, Ross. Sunday, three o'clock, Lincoln Financial Field. Are you Field. working the game? Are you working? I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm on sideline. Okay. Yeah, cool. for awesome. for West of One. So it'll be Kevin Harlan and uh, Kurt Warner in the booth. Nice. And I'm on sideline. I'm probably two things I need to get out there right now. I might wear my orange ski jacket so I get as much TV time as You're possible. Unbelievable. Uh, he's pulling an Eskin. <laughs> and also, by the way, I spend most of my time. Let me get this out there right now on the away team sideline. For two reasons. Number one, there's less people over there. Mm-hmm. And number two, the TV cameras are on the home side. So <laughs> when a guy runs out of bounds, I like, so I have no interest in getting hurt. So like, if there's an outside run, I sprint backwards because I have no interest in getting rolled up, right? But as soon as the guy falls out of bounds, it's like my own little game to entertain myself. I run right where the guy went out of bounds to try to get TV time, and my sister, or my wife, or they send me screenshots. Oh, you it are is, unbelievable. It is hilarious. <laughs> You're like the it's guy hilarious. for the Eagles who picks everybody up from the sideline. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Oh, yeah, Ted Rath, the, uh, yeah. the strength, strength coach. coach yeah. I love that guy. I love that guy. Never wears sleeves. Um, amazing. No, I, I think the Eagles uh, – look, I said it earlier in the show. I'm going to say it again. The Eagles are the more talented team. The Eagles are playing at home. 
the Eagles have a better quarterback. The advantage for the Niners, I guess, would be that they've played it. This group has played in more playoff games. I mean, this is their third NFC Championship game in the last four years. But this is a huge opportunity for the Eagles. I think the crowd will be rocking. I think the Eagles win the game. I don't think it's nearly as easy as the Giants game last week or the Vikings game in 2018, although I do think that's a possibility. Uh, I think the Eagles end up winning the game like 23-17. I feel pretty good about it. I really do. 23-17, Ross Tucker's prediction. Ross, I, I... I hope you're right, and we get to have a conversation next week about the Super Bowl. How awesome would that be? Up to eight and a half. <laughs> oh, come on. What are Up you to, doing, Joe Wechter? Joe Wechter? Yeah, but Joe, you, do you understand betting, Joe? Like, like I actually like the Eagles probably laying the two and a half right now because I think they'll win by three to six. But if you can get the Niners at eight and a half, I, I don't think the Eagles are going to blow them out. That, that would surprise me, but honestly, I, I'd be happy. Yeah, like I'd rather have the Eagles blow them out than what I said as uh, from a, for a bet on the Even Money podcast come true. Ross, always a pleasure, sir. Thank you again. Absolutely, go Birds. Let's have a fun week. All right, Ross Tucker, as always, wrapping up a Ross Tucker Wednesday. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Everybody on hold, hang tight. In the final hour, we're going to run through as many calls as possible. It is a prize wheel Wednesday. I'll give you all the details coming up. It's eight fifty seven. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.